Welcome to the podcast. We talk about all the things that are hidden in the shadows. This is Isaac. On this bonus episode, I am joined by author Nick Pease. I'm here to talk about his book, Revelation, and other things surrounding the paranormal. What's up, Nick? How's it going? Hey, lovely to be with you, Isaac. Thank you so much for having me on your show. It's a real pleasure. Yes. I over. I, I read a few pages of your book and uh, read the, I guess, the cliff notes, <laughs> particularly have time. Um, but Reading from what I have, I'm, it's extremely interesting. Everything surrounding your your story about uh, scientific, or at least trying to find scientific proof of yeah. the afterlife and stuff like that, which yeah. is what I've talked about enormously all the time in different episodes about one of my main hopes for the future is that science looks into the paranormal as much as any other form of, of studying, so it gets more credibility to everything that goes on. But Absolutely. I was... Um, if you could give a, like a small overview of the book, so you know something that that people like, I guess don't particularly know about it. Yeah, sure. Um, well, that's exactly uh, the the premise of the book: is what if somebody could hundred percent prove scientifically that life after death is a fact? We don't have that proof, but what an incredible thing it would be if we could. Now, the book uh, is a thriller. It's a real roller coaster ride. Uh, there's a lot of action in it, a lot of comedy, uh, a lot of great characters. There's romance. There's everything. But essentially, it's a it's a real roller coaster thriller. And what happens? I'll just give you a very brief resume of of, of the book without giving too much away. Is we have two great friends who are scientists, Jack and Marty who are seconded to the CIA and working on a device called Revelation in Iraq during the war. And the idea behind the device is to reveal anything in its energetic format so that you can destroy improvised explosive devices, landmines, etc. So the, the basic idea behind Revelation is, is, a, is a good one because it could save many lives around the world. But the program fails and uh, the CIA pull the plug on, on exploiting Revelation any further. But Jack and Marty are so into uh, this idea of developing an energetic device by then that they squirrel away equipment. And when they return to Washington, D.C., they set up their own little kind of kitchen uh, uh, um, laboratory, as it were, in Marty's cabin, where they continue to experiment. And again, I'm not going to give too much away because Marty has ulterior motives for doing this, because he recognises that if you can uh, uh, reveal things in that energetic format, then maybe it can reveal something else. And that's exactly what does happen quite by accident, as indeed most scientific uh, great discoveries are. They're usually complete accidents. They discover that life after death can be proven 100% as a scientific fact because revelation reveals spirit beings. Now, this is where the thriller side of the book really kicks in because Jack takes uh, the discovery to his CIA mentor, who was uh, uh, head of station in Iraq, who has now risen to become chief of staff at the White House, thinking that his discovery will be welcomed and, you know, it'll be great news around the world, only to find that those in power, be it political, religious, scientific, whatever it might be, there are those with vested interests who find revelation a threat to their status quo and want it closed down and its inventors, in other words, eliminated. And this is where the roller coaster thriller kicks in, 
it's a real race to the finish to see whether uh, Revelation could be brought into the public domain before both it and its inventors are destroyed. Again, I'm not going to give it away, but the book has a beautifully life-affirming conclusion. There's a lot of scientific fact in there. All the science that is in the book is the science as it's known of today. The religion in the book is is of of the day. I've got a degree in philosophy, so I've employed a lot of that in the book. I'm a spiritual medium, so I've employed a lot of that. And it's not a heavy read. I don't want to give the impression that, uh, you know, it's full of full of sort of uh, facts and things. Quite the opposite. Everybody who's read it has said it's a remarkably fast, light read. It's short chapters, it's fast paced, etc. But nevertheless, everything within it is absolutely rooted in modern day knowledge, scientific fact, etc. And it poses that incredible question, which I think, as you rightly said, Isaac, at the start, is, is it in the front of, of a lot of people's minds? What if life after death could be proven absolutely as a scientific fact? I mean, at the moment, we, we have uh, mediums who do their best to give evidence of, of uh, a life on the other side. We have all kinds of, of, of things that can give us glimpses into that. But we don't have that absolute hard and fast scientific fact. So the device revelation proves it. And then the implications are, what would happen? Now, you and I might think, what a fantastic discovery. Uh, we would rejoice and we'd say, wow, that, that just proves everything we've already known. I mean, as a spiritual medium, I know it to be, be fact anyway. But generally speaking, in the outside world, um, we don't have that. So how would it be received? And that's why the book poses some quite deep questions, because... It wouldn't all be rejoicing. There would be those who would find it a threat, whether it be to their political, religious or whatever stance that they take. Um, it would upset a lot of, uh, you know, the status quo of how things are at the moment. Uh, a lot of people wouldn't like it. And how would they react to that? So there's a lot of questions posed in the book. And I hope and I, I have found that people who have read it have found it very, very uh, thought provoking. Um and just a, a fun read as well. But just it, 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 there's enough meat in it to, to really make people think. And as I say, I bring all my lifetime's experience of being uh, not just a spiritual medium, but having a degree in philosophy and having taken an interest in and continue to take an interest in scientific and religious development and, and the dichotomies between the two. And you employ all that in a thriller format. And I think it's I won't say it's unique because that would be a, a although I have to say I've never come across a, a book like that um that can draw on that kind of knowledge and put it forward as as a thriller and and make people really think about these things in a very deep way and as I say everything referenced in it whether it be the science or the philosophy or anything is very much the knowledge of what we have in humankind today so it's not this is not science fiction this is not just a make-believe. This is very much rooted in in, in knowledge and fact. Um, but just posing that question, okay, what if we go that one step further and we can prove it? So that's that's a very quick resume, Isaac, of, of what's it about. That's awesome. Definitely intrigues me to read it uh, all the way through for sure. Uh, but um, I was going to ask what inspired the book, but you kind of already answered that question. Yes. Um, I mean, as I say, I'm a, a, a spiritual medium and I, I have had so many, so many experiences uh, of spirit beings throughout my life. It started when I was aged about four or five. 
and set me on that path of just questioning about what this life is all about. Clearly for me, because I was able to, first I was able to hear them, then I was able to see them. It was just as much reality as as you and I talking now. It's just, just for me, it's an absolute fact. Um, but I totally accept that for a great many people, the majority who don't have those experiences, um, they won't necessarily accept it. And I wouldn't expect them to. I think scepticism is very, very good. Um, I think it's a very positive thing, which is why, even though I'd had all these spiritual experiences, I went and uh, studied and got a degree in philosophy because there is no more forensic, analytical, sceptical analysis than philosophy. It puts everything under the microscope. You know, the nature of existence, is there a God? And what are our five senses? What is outside of our five senses, etc., etc. And it fascinated me. And I wanted to, to have that sceptical knowledge behind me as well. I didn't want to just accept things that were happening to me. I wanted to really uh, uh, discover more about the nature of existence. And I'm a very different spiritual medium in that way. I'm not away with the fairies. I'm very much rooted in the real world. Um, and I want evidence for everything that I see here or, or whatever. And then, of course, allied to that, you can't go down that route without taking into cognizance uh, the religions of the day. So I've studied religions and the scientific developments of the day. And that's what I find fascinating. I'm by no means a scientist. I, I wouldn't claim to be. But what fascinates me is the way science is more and more getting into exploring the nature of our universe and the fact that everything is made up of energy. And Isaac, you alluded to this in your introduction. It's the fact that ever since Einstein, and in fact, going even back beyond that to Max Planck, uh, quantum physics, etc., we know the whole universe and everything, including you and I, are made up of energy. And we also know, as Einstein uh, 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 rightly proved, energy cannot be destroyed. Uh, this is the fascinating thing, because those who are attuned to spirit know that they exist on an energetic level, just as you and I do. But we're on a quite a, a dense uh, uh, level of energetic vibration. Earth is as well, which is why spirit communication um, can actually be quite, quite difficult with the whole subject in itself. But that fascinates me, because the more science is exploring energy, the closer they're becoming to uh, recognizing that there are other dimensions around and about us. And that's what revelation is about, because revelation is a, is a, a device, a machine that can explore the, the energetic vibrations of everything, the frequencies around us, and pick up other dimensions like the spirit worlds. And it's not just one world, obviously, it's many. So it fascinates me. This is what led me into it. So revelation is a combination of all that knowledge, all that exploration, a lifetime of, of really delving. And I continue to be on that quest um, to put it into and wrap it up in, in the format of a thriller and present it to people and say, you know, you're probably fascinated by life after death. Most most people are. A lot of people will be sceptical about it and not accept it. That's fine. That's absolutely fine. Others will have very particular religious beliefs or come at it in different ways. Some will be complete agnostic, won't believe in, in anything or whatever. That, that's, that's fine. That's the individual uh, choice. And so it should be. Um, but I think probably not in my lifetime. It might happen. It could happen tomorrow. But again, quite by accident as ever. Uh, science will make the breakthrough because the more they're 
experimenting with and investigating energetic vibrations and frequencies, the more likely it is they're going to start picking up things that they'll think, hang on a minute, what's this? which is exactly what happens in Revelation. And I think that's fascinating. And I think the most exciting discoveries are still to come without question. Uh, and, and the more we get into uh, the whole nature of energy and what uh, it, we are made up of, and after all, this knowledge is so young. You know, you're talking the last, what, 70 years or, or something where we've really come into this. So who knows what the next if we're still around, uh, 70 years could hold. I find it fascinating and exciting at the same time. I'm absolutely uh, so excited by it uh, and what could happen, because for me, it could have wonderful implications for how we live our lives. I think we've lost our way um, spiritually. And at the moment you look around the world, there's so much division, there's so much conflict, there's so much aggression course on the other side of the coin there are a lot of good things that are happening but generally speaking where's the direction where's where's the one thing that's uniting us and saying you know what as humankind we're all we're all united we're all the same we should be we should be caring for each other we should be trying to live as good lives as we can we should take care of the animals the planet it has immense implications for everything and just as the ancient cultures understood that kind of spirituality and employed it in their lives I very much hope that when science does make that breakthrough, it will have those kind of spiritual implications for people to think, yeah, I've got to live my life in a slightly different way. Now, there'll be those who say, hang on a minute, we've already got that. You know, my religion believes that or whatever. Yeah, but they've, they've kind of lost their way. Where's the direction? Where's, where are the people actually saying, let's put this into practice and, and, and really spread it right around the world? Not from a, a, a point of view of of one way is the right way of just totally embracing all humankind it's one of the reasons i don't call myself a spiritualist funnily enough although i am a spiritual medium i don't like labels i think labels divide us i think you know if you're not a member of my club uh, my politics my religion what my whatever it is uh, it just seems to cause division i think we're all individual spiritual uh, beings in this human existence for the duration of our earthly lifetimes. But actually, we come from spirit, we are spirit, we will return to spirit. And I think that perspective is, is you know, it does make you kind of want to live your life in a, in a particular way. I'm not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, nobody is. That's, that's the, the nature of human existence. We all have our, our faults. We all have our different paths uh, to tread. But... I think and I truly believe that one day science will probably by accident make that breakthrough. And that's very exciting to think about. Well, it's funny enough, actually, some technology is actually used today to help us measure EMF readings and, and different tools and technology we use out in the field, paranormal investigating, like myself as a paranormal investigator, EMF reading, stuff like that, even though the energy that spirits give off is not technically classified as EMF, but the EMF reader is the only thing so far that can actually detect uh, a presence of something uh, of a spirit that's in the room. The energy that a spirit gives off is uh, recorded or at least gauge in EMF. Now, but with the energy that spirits are made of, we don't know per se. And that's uh, something that, but so far, it's just EMF. EMF readers that are meant for something else are actually picking up on uh, a ghost and spirits when they're in the room. 
Yep. So there's already some technology used, well, not with yes, the intended but- purpose of you know finding ghosts, but have been used to help uh, find ghosts and stuff like that. So it's we're kind of on the path. We just have to get the right minds in, in play to actually you know look at this, uh-huh. study this. And and that's exactly it, Isaac. You've you've hit the nail on the head because at the moment, um, the kind of investigating that you're describing is mainly done by people like yourself, paranormal investigators, etc. When mainstream science starts to come on board to really employ its huge resources and its uh, experimentation and investigations into the nature of energy and everything, then I think we'll get much closer to it. And particularly once they get a sniff that they are actually onto something, then you can bet, bet your dollar that uh, that they'll go for it and uh, and something will come of it. So, yeah, I, I, I think it will happen. Uh, as I say, may well not be in my lifetime, but uh, you think of the incredible advances that have been made in the last 70, 100 years. Uh, what could happen? What, what could the discoveries that could come? And I'm glad you mentioned about, you know, revealing things in, in a room because, that's what I'm often at pains to describe to people about the spirit world, because people like to talk about heaven and hell and all that kind of thing as if it's somehow one is up in space and one's at the core of the earth or something. No such thing. It's it's spirit around and about us right now. It's why when people have near-death experiences or whatever they describe it, like just stepping into another room, uh, and, and I'm at pains to, to often tell people just how natural it is and how close they are to us. And of course, a lot of the time, you know, those of us who have pets, your dogs and your cats will pick up on it uh, because their senses are far, far more heightened than ours. I mean, a dog's sense of smell alone is is like thousands of times greater than ours. We can't even conceive of what that must be like. But they can pick up on, on spirit uh, presence in a room. So it's not a huge step to say, well, hang on a minute. That there's got to be more to this than meets the eye, and it's it's what what really prompted me in my probably uh, when I just before I went and uh, studied my degree in philosophy, it was to discover more about the nature of our five senses because clearly they are very limited because you only have to look around the earth to see that there are creatures around and about us who have senses far far more heightened than ours that can see better or or hear better or you know like like whales that navigate right around the world and and return to the same bay every year or bats that fly around in caves in their in their thousands and don't hit each other because of their sense of radar i mean there are countless examples of of the animal kingdom of how their senses are far superior to ours so it's not a big leap to then say, well, hang on a minute. If that exists on the physical plane, let alone the spiritual plane, what more is there out and about and around us that we need to discover? And actually, we think that human existence with our limited five senses gives us quite a limited view of the world. Um, and that's partly what uh, we, we studied in philosophy is actually saying, well, our our view of of existence is actually quite limited because we already know there are other things far far greater than us uh, around us in terms of sens- sensitivity um and i sometimes use the analogy of saying uh, you know if you've got a television in your room if you switch the television on the screen will be filled with vision the room will be filled with sound etc 
you switch the television off, you switch your medium off, and it disappears. Doesn't mean the TV waves aren't still in the room. They are. It's just that your medium isn't switched on to pick them up. And that analogy holds very true. So many things around and about us that we've we've discovered over the, I mean, radio is the same uh, with wireless technology, x-rays, gamma rays, you, you, you name it. There, there are there are things, vibrations and frequencies around us the whole time, which just because we can't see them or hear them at any particular time doesn't mean they've suddenly gone away. And that analogy holds very strong to the spirit world, just because a lot of people, most people, I guess, can't necessarily see or hear spirits or whatever uh, in their everyday waking lives doesn't mean they're not there. I fully accept that you don't have to accept it. And I always say to people, don't just believe it because I'm telling you far from it. I I fight against any kind of dogmatic teaching like that. But um, for those of us who have had and continue to have those experiences, it's just a fact of life. It's like two plus two equals four. It's as serious as that. It's absolutely, for me, it's a nailed on truth. And... um, uh, you know, I love it. I, I think it it certainly enriched my life. It hasn't made my life a bed of roses. Far from it. I've had difficulties just like the next person. We're all going to lose people in life. We're all going to have ups and downs and everything. That's part of the human existence. But keeping a spiritual perspective upon it, recognizing that you're here purely to learn lessons and that your spirit is growing and it will take those lessons back into the spirit world and you will continue to grow there. I think just begins to make sense of it all because otherwise it's a pretty crazy world. <laughs> I would say you said, speaking of experiences, um, what, yeah. uh, I guess what, what was one of your first paranormal experiences or at least what when it kind of tuned you into the fact that spirits are real. And then also that you, you know, of course with your ability, you can actually hear it and talk to them. I think, I think uh, everybody has that ability we're all born we are spirits we're born um with that but it tends to get beaten out of us uh, at a young age and told that it's wrong or whatever but for me my earliest was around the age of four or five um we lived in a very old house my my parents and uh, my brothers and i and um i used to hear the spirit of a young teenage girl who had passed in that house quite a few years before. I think it may have been in a fire. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. But she used to walk. There was a sort of attic room and she'd walk down from there. You could hear, well, I could hear, this was in the early hours of the morning, hear her steps coming down the staircase along the corridor, which was a bare wood corridor. Uh, it wasn't carpeted. Uh, past my parents' house, uh, past my parents' room, past my younger brother's room and come into my room. Um, whether she picked up that I was an empath or, or whatever, but that's what happened. And I was absolutely terrified. <laughs> you know, people think, well, if you're acute to spirit, it's fine. Yes, over time, you get very used to it and then you can embrace it and you learn how to protect yourself against negative entities, etc. And and uh, uh, it, it's great. But my first experiences, I was very, very frightened because I didn't know what was going on. It was very clear that this person was not of this world, as it were, you know, in terms of human human existence, she had had indeed and and continued to be uh, human in that sense. But she was on the other side; she was a, a spirit, and that was my very first experience. And then 
later, as I got into my teens, I started to see spirits a lot more regularly. And by then I was beginning to open up to it and just accept it and and kind of say, yeah, there's, there's more to this life. And I'd always had this questioning part of me that um, I would say, I mean, I remember standing under the stars once with my father as a very young boy, probably around six years old, and asking him, about the concept of infinity and what's beyond the stars. And I mean, because I just had that questioning mind. And of course, he couldn't give me and I just said, well, infinity goes, goes on and on and on. And I thought, no, that's not good enough. That's not not a good enough answer. I, I want uh, I want something more finite. Of course, there isn't anything more finite, because our finite minds can't countenance what what the reality of infinity or or a, a, a continually expanding universe, which is one of billions of universes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's kind of mind blowing. Let alone what's going on on this little planet, and also what's going on in in the spirit world and spirit worlds. So then I started to see spirits in in my uh, uh, teens. Had some extraordinary experiences and. Um, then right up until you know it's ongoing it, it's it's like it happens happens to me now quite naturally i'll tell you one very brief story i've i've told it before a beautiful musician friend who passed a few years ago from a brain tumor a sudden brain tumor lovely lovely lady uh, i woke up about i don't know it was about 3am in the morning because i looked at my clock and um she was standing by my bed. I was completely awake, 100%. And she was just shimmering there, beautiful, a huge smile on her face, and exuding just pure love. And, and just, it was, it was just one of the most beautiful moments of my life. And I tried to reach out to her and gently take her hand. But in that moment, she disappeared. But just the incredible love and serenity and peace that she brought. And she was just smiling at me as if she was saying she's all right. And she was kind of looking over me, as it were. And when you have those experiences, I was fully awake, 100% fully awake. Um, They are so profound. It's one of the most uplifting things that's ever happened to me in my life, because you just after that, you think, wow, what can I possibly be afraid of? What can I possibly worry about? You know, we all have worries. We've all got to pay the rent or whatever we have to do in life. We all have to get up and go to work. I have a very busy, full-on job. We're, we're all chasing our tails, living our, our normal lives. But when you have something like that happen, you just think, wow, thank you. Thank you. That's that's just that's just incredible. So for me, it's very natural. Um, I've obviously developed, when I developed as a spiritual medium, and I did that at the very best place, it was the Spiritualist Association of Great Britain in London with, and I'm going back many years, over 30 years, with some of the best mediums of the day. Um, you learn how to protect yourself and allow for spirit communication in the best way. So you protect yourself from negative entities, uh, any negative influences, and you learn better, even though you may have natural talents and it may have been happening to you like it was happening to me since childhood. You learn how to open yourself up properly and control it and allow for that positive communication to take place because it's not easy for spirit either uh, to, to do that because, as I mentioned earlier, the Earth's vibration is a very dense vibration, and we make it more dense by 
our actions, by the conflicts, by the negativity, by the aggression, by all the things that that we put around us that create quite a barrier to to that kind of thing being able to to happen. So you have to learn how to 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 really uh, allow that communication to take place and and to accept that you want it to take place because a lot of people don't. A lot of people are very fearful of it and everything for whatever reasons. Maybe it's their religious upbringing or whatever it might be, because it is out of the out of the normal, as it were. But if you're careful, if you do it properly, it's the most beautiful thing. And I think bracing spirituality is something that is just so enriching. And you have the most incredible experiences because if you want to allow good in, um, good will come. So absolutely nothing wrong with it. We're not dabbling with the occult or anything like that. It's our birthright. It's what all the ancient cultures perfectly understood, that spirit communication is perfectly natural. And always remember that when they come, like my musician friend not so long ago, they come with love. They come with immense love. They never come to judge. They just they just come with love and compassion and understanding. And they are just so serene and, and loving and uh, they never come to wag their fingers or say you're doing right or wrong or anything like that. It's just it, it, it it's just beautiful. And they never come to, to, to kind of lecture you either. They don't say, well, you should believe this or you should believe that or, or anything. We have free will and they very much encourage you to use it. Of course, that means that we can come unstuck in life uh, quite often because we make the wrong choices or whatever. But nevertheless, we have it. And they have that understanding and they'll always be there to help if they can to guide you. But you will make mistakes and you will have what we call good luck, bad luck. They wouldn't see it as that. It's just part of life's experience. But they will always come through on a vibration of love. Many of them come through on a vibration of healing to try and heal people. What can possibly be wrong with that? And it really, really kind of annoys me that, that people will say, oh, you know, you're, you're, you're dabbling with the occult or it's wrong or it's evil or anything. Absolute nonsense, total nonsense. Yes, there are negative entities. And if you do, um, you know, if you're not careful about how you communicate with spirit and letting things in, you can create attachments. Negative things can happen to you. There are darker energies around. We all know about things like poltergeists, etc. And there are places that I wouldn't go myself, even as a, a, a spiritual medium and, and, and knowing how to protect myself. There are still places I wouldn't go, uh, like there's a very haunted house near me, which is full of dark energy. I would not go there. Um, I have been there, but I would not go there at night. There are people who do go there, uh, ghost hunting at night. Um, it's not for me that because I do know that you could pick up attachments and there are some very negative entities there. So it's a very vast subject. Once you, the more you get into it and the more you, you, you kind of learn or the more knowledge you pick up, the more you realize just how vast it is because it's beyond, beyond our human knowledge. It's, 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 it, it, it's just, you know, we are only at the very forefront of learning so much about this. As I say, science is still very young in that. You're talking 100 years max of, of the kind of scientific investigations into energy, etc. Spirituality now, um, yeah, that's around as well. But actually, uh, in terms of making advances on, on these fronts, 
we're still so young. There's so much still to learn. Um, but yeah, Isaac, I, I've had so many experiences with with spirit beings of all kinds. Some I've known. I've mentioned my musician friend, for example, but some or many I haven't known. But you just see them when you're in a particular place, or or you pick up on them, or or whatever it might be. Um, and I've had that happen to me at one or two friends' funerals, where I've actually seen the person who. Uh, you know who who had passed passed on um and i've seen them there and that's a quite extraordinary experience but that's how close we are to the spirit world it really is a question of 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 them living next door <laughs> as i like to think of it um i mean it's just so natural to me, it's just uh, perfectly natural. But uh, yeah, I've had a lot of experiences of, of spirit beings. Well, that's interesting. I mean, uh, from your perspective, how you how you how you see everything, which is is very open to the entire idea of the supernatural. And that's what I like to hear. I don't like to hear closed eye idea to any possibility this could possibly happen. Because yeah. me, me and my wife. We're paranormal investigators, but we're more than that. And any of my avid listeners know exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to my ability per se and my wife, how powerful of a psychic she is. And I say that with all truth behind it, because it doesn't seem like anything she can't do when it comes to her psychic abilities, um, remote viewing, channeling, uh, looking at past lives, uh, reading people's help, talking to spirits, helping them cross over anything you can think of so far. She's like the jack of all trades when it comes to psychic abilities, but that's brilliant. Yeah. Our encounter so far with the supernatural and stuff like that uh, has led us a lot of information that we didn't really know, or at least that we thought we did. and a lot of things that we um, still yet to talk about publicly with anybody, but yep. um, when it comes to our investigations stuff, we have done with that. We what's special about my team and you'll find this very interesting is that my team is unlike any other team in the paranormal game right now. Most paranormal investigators, there's three types. There's the clout chasers who are just looking to get famous from the evidence they catch. They're the actual, and then there's the other action invest paranormal investigators who actually, well, they record, they document, they do that, but they're out there to prove that this world exists to everyone. And they are very respectful in their investigations when it comes to the spirits. But then there's mine. In my team specifically, we go to a location to wipe out all of the dark energy and then help any positive energy, spirit-wise, cross over if they want to because we've took away all negative energy. And we found that most places that have heavy amounts of negative energy and also human spirits there at the same time, those human spirits are stuck because the negative energy is either keeping them in check or bullying them and not leaving. So when we remove that dark energy, all the spirits like to cross over. Not all. There's some who actually want to stay. Like, oh, dude, you got rid of the bully. I kind of want to hang out here now. It's like, okay, you're fine. You can stay. And then next time we come back to that same location, they may say, well, I kind of had my time here. Can I go? And they we help them cross over. Um, how I eradicate the evil, I'll, I'll talk to you after this. Yeah. That's yeah. probably intriguing or enough. But my listeners yeah. know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. But no, That's brilliant. That's exactly, you, you know, that, that's where I'm at as well. And also, Isaac, I, sh- I share your view that uh, I can't be done with any dogma and people telling you, 
you know, you will believe this or you will believe that. You know, one of the things that attracted me, and I, I know I've said this many, many times to people, but one of the things that really attracted me to the spiritual path is that when the guides and helpers come through when you're meditating or developing, whatever it might be, when we were sitting in circle at the SAGB, etc., they would always say, look, if anything we tell you offends your reason, reject it. And I really thought, hallelujah, at last, because I've been brought up in a very conventional way, um, you know, conventional church and all the rest of it in my in my very early childhood, where you were told this is the way things are. This is what you will believe or you will burn in hell or or whatever it might be. And to be able to throw off those shackles and say, no, I'm a free thinker. I'm an independent spirit. I've got my own mind. I will find my own truth and tread my own path and I will question and I will question and I'll put any everything under the microscope until I find what I feel is getting nearer to the truth. I think that's all we can do. Um, we're all on that path and, and I don't think anybody, and I certainly won't stand up and say I know everything because I most certainly do not, mm. but it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lifetime's quest, but I'd rather be on that journey than a journey with a closed mind where I just accept what I'm told or accept things because they're written in a book or whatever it might be. I want to question everything and recognize that the whole nature of life is is progression and we can't possibly hope to know everything in this human form. It's a bit like when I was asking my dad about the nature of infinity. We can't get our heads around that because we we have very finite minds and it's hard to to, to we we kind of had a, have a a glimpse of what infinity might mean, but we can't hope to nail that down and, and say this is exactly uh, uh, what what we recognise it to be. And a bit like energy, we're still discovering so much more about it and energetic vibrations and frequencies, which of course is exactly what my book revelation is is about is the fact that because spirit exists on an energetic frequency much higher than ours if a machine could pick that up wow what would that do you know if suddenly tomorrow somebody said you know what i can prove 100 percent that life after death is a scientific fact can you imagine the reverberations that would send around the world. It would be incredible. Not all of it positive. I readily admit there would be those who would find it very threatening or frightening or whatever, for whatever reason, because of their own upbringing or their own conditioning and what they've been taught. But I would hope that the free thinkers in the world, the independent spirits, those who are striving and and recognise that we want truth, would embrace it fully and say, wow, yeah, give me more. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, it, it. I was. I was gonna ask. Um, we all know tangent, but it's, it's all. It's all good. It's all good. All good information. Um, in in our investigations, we've come across a lot of dark entities and stuff like that. Demons being one of the most. Uh, but in your time as a uh, psychic medium, uh, what has been your scariest interaction with a dark entity? Um. Oh gosh, I have had a few. And yes, they can be scary. Uh, They can. I think I would preface that by saying I have never been physically hurt by one. Um, I know things like poltergeists can throw stuff around the room and and that kind of thing. I personally have never been been 
uh, hurt by um, dark energies. Uh, but I do recognize they exist. I have seen uh, a number and they can present themselves in very unpleasant form. They can look, I have seen entities, for example, who are much, much larger than human uh, forms, um, not necessarily in human form either. They take on, it's hard even to describe sometimes because they they have a, it's not a form, but just a shape or whatever to themselves. Their faces such as they are, and again, they're not faces in the way we would understand a human face, are extremely ugly and unpleasant to look at and exude uh, very unpleasant vibrations. That's why I'm always protecting myself. Um, always, wherever I go, where I, you know, uh, 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 particularly where I think there is going to be that kind of uh, a presence. But you can't always do that because sometimes it'll come out, come at you out of the blue, and um, there are things that I probably won't go into in detail here but there are ways i will protect myself and combat it which again i have learned o over the years to do and as i say as a result of that i've never thankfully uh been been hurt but these things do exist and that's why i say and i, I know you'll appreciate this isaac particularly with the great work you and your team are doing that if you go into this kind of of study and you want to investigate uh, paranormal activity, you do need to be careful and you do need to, to learn how to protect yourself and, and um, uh, you know, tread carefully in that sense. But that's the negative side of it. The other side of that coin is absolutely fabulous. But then you could say that's the same as human existence in many ways. You know, we have good and bad in, in, our, in our human world. Um, and it, and it's it's not too dissimilar. There are negative there are negative energies, uh, no question about it. Um, and you do have to be careful. I, 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 it's not pleasant, as you know yourself, when you come across them, because there are. It's just a whole feeling that you get. It's just the way they uh, appear to you uh, that they can look extremely. Uh, ugly and unappealing they can and it's the one thing i would say is i won't say frightening because i've learned to to overcome that when i was much younger yes i was frightened babe. um but because sometimes they can be quite large in terms of how they appear and i say how they appear because it may not be their actual format but you could see i've seen one for example that literally virtually filled the room um the height right up to the ceiling quite wide as well and everything um that's quite <laughs> that's quite i don't, don't quite know what the what the word would be but it is it's it's upsetting because yeah. you think wow um is this thing going to harm me or whatever because i'm i'm just a small small human being um so yeah i, I i'm just always i'm i'm very wary it's why i say i don't seek it out um, I know I'm sometimes invited to go on uh, ghost hunts and things with people. And sometimes I've, I've accepted because the nature of why it's being done is very much as you've described, where you're going into 
to clear negative entities and also to release those spirits that are trapped uh, and and help them onto the other side. Um, but uh, in terms of uh, would I go to somewhere where I know 100% there are... <sighs> I don't like to use the word evil, but, but there are kind of demonic... Uh, 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 formats or, or uh, energies there I would tend not to go myself because I just think when you when you develop as a, a medium as an empath or whatever you like to call it there will be the negative entities do like to attach themselves if they can to you um, they do like to get in there and, and create mischief so that's my reason for steering clear. I know it's not because I'm special or anything, but I would be targeted, as it were, for um, for negativity because they can see, oh, here, here's here's somebody who does accept we exist, as it were. Whereas other people might go in and be sceptical or 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 not really convinced, or or they're just out of interest or whatever. And 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 uh, it's a it's a big area of of, of understanding because um, the more you open yourself up to out to, up to spirit, the more they will come through. And in my experiences, thankfully, that's positive because I protect myself and I open myself up to the beings of light and allow that to happen. But the flip side of that coin is you are opening yourself up. And that's why people who use Ouija boards and things who may not be at all experienced, may not understand how to protect themselves. You can get all kinds of negative things happening to, you know, especially when kids are doing it and they're experimenting and they think it's a bit of fun. And next thing you know, they're they're possessed or, or by something, or they're having uh, really bad dreams and experiences, and things are flying around their room, etc. You need to treat this with respect, and I know you've used the word respect earlier on, Isaac, and it is so important. Treat the spirit world with respect, because there's good there and there's bad there. Awesome, awesome, all good stuff. Um- one of my uh, I guess final questions, because um, I didn't expect this hour to go by this fast, but you are <laughs> you fill it with a lot of good information. Nick. I can say that much. Um, one of, I guess a question I usually ask anyone who studies the paranormal, investigates, or anything like that: What do you feel that your purpose in exploring the, the paranormal is? A fabulous question, because it's a question that rather annoyingly <laughs> I asked myself <laughs> and everybody else from quite a young age is what are we all doing here what's this about because I had this kind of uh, I had a kind of absurd view of life from quite a young well a very young age I thought well, what's what's you know we're, we're born do we just live die is that it do we go out to work every day earn a living and then then peg it one day and that's it uh it's all over what was that all about you know it's kind of there's got to be a greater purpose so so yeah uh investigating the paranormal for me uh or becoming a spiritual medium and all the rest of it was very much trying to find greater purpose to life and saying okay i'm here uh once i've recognized that i'm a spirit in the uh, material world and i recognized that uh you know there's more to it and i 
got my degree in philosophy and everything. I was looking into scientific developments and I'd studied religions and thought, well, I can't find enough of the answers in there. There's a lot of good in, in religions, a lot of good, and a lot of them do wonderful, wonderful things around the world. But equally, it was never enough for me, still isn't. They don't see, you know... You, I want to look forward. I don't want to look back to something that was written 2000 years ago, right? Because it, it's not, it doesn't give me all the answers. And so finding your purpose in life, I think is that is it's when you embrace a greater spirituality. It, for me, it begins to come into greater perspective, but it's not a great mystery. It's like, it's, it's, it's like, you know, just do the best you can. You come here with whatever talents you've been given, and we all have talents of, of different sorts. Try and develop them to the benefit of yourself, to the benefit of your family, to the benefit of others, and try and put back into the world more than you take out. It's again, and I know I, I allude to the ancient cultures a lot, but they understood that. You know, the Native Americans would never take out of Mother Earth more than they could put back in. If they hunted the buffalo, they would pray to the spirit of buffalo and then would use every part of that buffalo, not just for meat, but for clothing, for sinews to sew with, etc. Um, a very wonderful philosophy in many ways. And a lot of ancient cultures right around the world had that kind of innate spirituality of just trying to do to do good. Nobody was perfect. They used to fight each other like, like everybody else does in, in this day and age. But um, I, I think once you try and find the spiritual path, finding the, the, the kind of meaning to your own life becomes becomes easier. Nobody has the ultimate key. I don't, I don't think anybody does yet in terms of what it's really all about. But if you do embrace the spiritual path, I think you come closer to it because you realise that there's a greater purpose. It's not just about going out, doing my job, you know, putting food on the table, as hugely important as that is. And we all have to do that. But it's actually, it's that spiritual perspective. What am I doing? Who am I helping? What's my greater vision of, can I leave this world a better place in some ways? Can I help other people who are in need? Can I show compassion and understanding and toleration and not be drawn into the kind of ideologies that seem to want to suppress people and control people and just steal land or destroy people, destroy animals for the sake of it or whatever it might be, destroy the planet, which heaven knows we're, we're doing enough of that at, at the moment as well. You know, what, what, what can we all do? And so that, that kind of greater purpose to life, for me, spirituality gives that because then you realize that you're more than just the here and now. You come from spirit, you are spirit, you will return to spirit. And that surely has implications on how you see your life and how you want to lead your life. And I think if, if everybody found in their own individual way, it is purely an individual thing. If everybody can find that and, and say there is greater meaning to life, um, the, it, 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 you know, I will take the lessons I learn here with me into the spirit world and develop in the spirit world as well. Um, if you have that greater perspective, it, 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 for me, it helps enormously. As I say, it doesn't make your life a bed of roses. I've had immense difficulties in my life, just like the next person. Um, and, uh, but I, I accept it because I realize that's part of the human condition. You know, it, it's not meant to be. Uh, I mean, you know, equally, I've had a lot of joy in my life as well. That's that's part of it. It's part of the extraordinary kaleidoscope of life that is the human condition. 
Um, but for me, once you once you recognize that that spirituality, it does bring meaning because you think, yeah, um, when I die, that's not the end. And uh, I will live on in a different format. My energy will live on. My spirit will live on. And um, that gives me a purpose now to try and lead the best life I can. I fail miserably many times, but um, but I, I try. And I think that's that for me to answer your question is what it gives me. It's like that that perspective of saying, right, and, and at the risk of sounding like an, an aging hippie, yeah, peace, love and happiness. Just spread peace, love and happiness wherever you can. And if you can do that, then I think that's okay. Awesome. Well, Nick, I appreciate the time. Uh, coming in and discussing this stuff with you. I'm probably going to have your back because you're probably one of the most interesting people I talk to and uh, a lot of these uh, uh, interviews I've ever done, especially about your book and stuff like that. But where can uh, everybody find you? Yeah, well, um, firstly, let me say, Isaac, it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you and thank you, thank you very much indeed. And uh, yeah, it's nice to be able to share my knowledge because in in, in many ways, a bit of a, a, a strange fruit in the sense that not many people will have developed as a spiritual medium allied to the forensic skeptical uh, uh, subject of philosophy as well and taken an interest in science and religion and bringing all that together uh in, in one book so yeah it's it's it, and I, I i'm on instagram people can find me there uh peas underline nick so very simple and i'm always happy to hear from people and and communicate with them and of course, Revelation itself is available. Uh, all you can order it from all major bookstores, or you'll find it online at people like Amazon and uh, and all the major online bookstores as well. It's available in Kindle format as well if you want the electronic. So, and at the back of the book, there's a little piece from the author, me, um, where I explain some of the things we've spoken about tonight, Isaac. So I think. It's nice when I get the feedback from people that they found it very thought provoking when they've read it, not just you can read it face value as just a roller coaster thriller. Uh, and that's fine. But actually, there's there's a lot of depth in there. And I hope uh, uh, people will enjoy that. So probably the best way to reach me is via my Instagram, P's underline Nick, and I'll be delighted to um to communicate with people and, and share whatever I, I can. I'll say right again. I'm not here to lecture. I'm not here to persuade anybody to accept what I accept or to believe what I believe or anything like that. I respect everybody's uh, right to their own individual beliefs, and that's absolutely fine. But if you did want me to share uh, my lifetime's knowledge in these things and, and you have particular questions or whatever, I will be very happy to hear from people. Awesome. Awesome. As always, you guys can catch us at Hidden uh, the Shadows podcast on Instagram, Hidden the Shadows 6 on Twitter, Hidden the Podcast 2 on TikTok, or links to all our social media. And always list to us at HiddenTheShadowsPodcast.com. Uh, Nick, appreciate you coming on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Isaac. And always, we'll catch your weirdos in the next one.